0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, June 25th. I don't know why I did that hand thing. (laughs) If we had an actual video for our YouTube channel, they would have seen me wave my hand yeah you almost
0: just smacked me in the face if you have longer arms
1: yeah <laughs> i'm not Giannis attending kumpa rick uh <laughs> my name is morgan colby i got rick lemon right across from me what's up uh today is the commissioner's episode we'll do this once a year because uh it's also probably gonna be our most boring show of all time but no, no. Some some people might find this very intriguing. The commissioners, yeah. Or if you're trying to start a league, yeah, that's true. Uh, or you say something, boss?
0: I was well, no, no. It you're calling it our most boring show ever?
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm 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 I not think, giving it I high think, ratings myself.
0: I think we need to let this play out. Then we can decide it if you're boring. It could be the or
1: dopest or show ever. Yeah, you don't know that. It could be our best show. Forget about the ranking shows. This is the one you want to listen. to. Yeah, let's to. get started, bro. Yeah, let's do it. Uh. Before we get into the news, make sure you go over to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. Go to Instagram at the Fantasy Champions uh, and follow us over there. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Um, when you're on YouTube, make sure you click the bell for notifications. Leave a comment, uh, do all that fun stuff, and uh, leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever, wherever you listen because that would be awesome. Uh, let's get into the news. So Dante Pettis, lots of Dante Pettis information flying out lately. Uh, That's how you know it's uh, still July. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Dante Pettis is projected by The Athletic. Some writer from The Athletic projected Dante Pettis to be the number one wide receiver on the 49 Nineers depth chart. Oh, boy. With Debo Samuel being number two, which means Marquis Goodwin could be the third wide receiver. Yeah, what happened to him? In San Francisco. Well, he sucked, so that's what (laughs) happened to him.
0: Wow, that's putting it one way.
1: Uh, I'm excited to see Dante Pettis uh, excel as a wide receiver for one this year. I love Dante Pettis. He's like well, my favorite player.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> I should say He's that like, I was going to say he, he seems kind of just like an average guy. I'm going to
1: get obsessed so, with him.
0: I want to because I He's want. He's a
1: first-round pick two years ago, or last year. I, think, I want
0: so. the 49ers to succeed. succeed. Yes. Well, not really. I actually could care less what the 49ers do.
1: Are you um, kidding me? You love Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: No, I could absolutely care less about the 49ers. But as long as Jimmy Garoppolo wins MVP and throws 85
1: touchdowns, oh, then God. I'm fine with that. Uh, Dolphins wide receiver Albert Wilson could miss training camp. I don't remember what his injury was. I believe it was a torn Achilles last year. I was just or gonna or say something Achilles bad, I think. Something bad. Uh but he will not be back for training camp. Uh, this doesn't really hurt anyone fantasy wise. Are you kidding me? He was going in the first round in
0: my draft last night. <laughs>
1: If that happened, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. There's uh,
0: like one guy who's like a random Dolphins fan that just takes all Dolphins players. Oh, my God. I love people. I love playing fantasy with people like that.
1: Our, our, our draft tip show is on Thursday. Uh, maybe we should throw in there if you're a new player, don't draft all the players. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that should That's be just a your way. That's something that you like should know already going into this. Hey, I, don't I put know, man, $100 if, on this league, and I drafted all Patriots. If you're
0: a Dolphins fan, I think you should draft all Dolphins players. Yeah,
1: let's go. For if you're sure. in my league, definitely. If you're a Dolphins fan, go for it. Yeah, man, live your dreams. Be, a, be the GM of your favorite team. So Tariq Cohen said he doesn't expect his role to change this year, which is kind of interesting. Now, I do want to let you know I'm starting to do a 180 on Mr. Cohen. Oh. And I don't know why. It's because it's the off season. I got nothing mood better swings. to do. Yeah, mood my off season mood swings <laughs> take swings. We should say because
0: there's no football, so you're just like thinking
1: about. At it least for, we're not like, talking about Idaho Smith today. Dang, dude,
0: I wanted to. He's like, that's my, I, I that's wanted, my guy. I wanted that guy.
1: Uh, so Cohen, I, I think if he keeps the same role, he'll probably be an RB two, mid range. Most okay. likely that would be probably where I'd put him. Uh, Cause he did overperform a little bit last year. Um, so I still think he's going to be an RB B two. But the reason, the thing that I f- has, I flipped on is that I was looking at some stats. I should probably start tweeting this crap out, but I was looking at some stats and the first year that Tariq Cohen, uh, I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey came into the league Christian McCaffrey had 400 yards, 440 yards or something like that on 100 attempts around that range, and 700 yards on, like, 80 catches or something like that. Um, so he didn't have, like, this spectacular season, but it was an RB2. It was good enough to get there. Um, and then last year, we all know what happened. Christian McCaffrey became, like, the third-best running back in fantasy football. Last year, Tariq Cohen had 440 rushing yards uh-huh. and around seven to 800 receiving yards with... Uh, what was it? I think it was on a hundred rushes and like seventy to eight, seventy-five to eighty catches. Are you telling me that Tariq
0: Cohen is Christian McCaffrey?
1: I'm telling you, there's parallels. There's also both of them averaged one fantasy point per opportunity. So if you increased, if you increased Tariq Cohen's role by just eighty touches, he would jump into RB one status. Now. The thing I have tempered myself on many times is the fact that they have Mike Davis and uh, David Montgomery. So here's, so here's, here's he's a, probably not going to get those snaps. So I don't expect anything from Tariq Cohen. But in the eighth round, I don't know. Maybe maybe worth. Well, a, if he keeps falling, yeah, a draft pick. I don't know. If I don't think he's going a little earlier than the eighth round.
0: But one problem with him. What were you saying? Getting more opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's his one problem.
0: Yeah. Well, it's. Kind of hard to do that when you're five foot six.
1: And yeah, no, that's true. Running back Well, I think it. I don't think he could ever exceed 170 carries. There, but he there doesn't would need be to, a limit. For, he doesn't need to do that in order to become a low end RB one, especially this year. But he's never going to be Christian McCaffrey. I'm not making. When I drew that parallel, it was like he's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. So we he, know that. He's going, just. He's. Oh wait, this is twelve teams. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I cut you off as well. So. You know how it is. So he's currently going in the uh, sixth round, by the way.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So according to the fantasy football calculator? Yeah. Oh, that's non-PPR. Half PPR, he's still
0: going in the sixth round.
1: A 12-team or a 10-team? 10-team. Oh, wow. I saw him on another one going in the seventh round, so.
0: I mean, he could be. He's one of those guys, though, that could fall to, like, the eighth or ninth round.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think as we get closer to the season that might happen. But then it also might Especially with the hype. go against that. But anyway, I wanted to throw that in to let you know that I don't hate Tariq Cohen anymore. But it just leads me to love David Montgomery more because if Montgomery if Montgomery is even a slightly a slightly more efficient version of what Jordan Howard was, which is like four point two yards a carry and five, you know, yards per touch. Right. He could definitely be if he if he can get 0. 0.8 something fantasy points per opportunity he's a guy that is going to get 250 touches like next year if he wins the job but Tariq Cohen we I don't know but I think he if at worst if you get if you draft him in the seventh or eighth round at worst he's like an rB2 so he's okay. not, not going to hurt you I think at that yeah. point
0: i don't I've been saying that for a while.
1: Yeah, yep, sorry. <laughs> Took me a little while to jump on board. Uh, Giants wide receiver Corey Coleman is projected to be the number three wide receiver on the depth chart. I know everyone's trying to figure out which wide receiver to take for the Giants. Yeah,
0: Corey Coleman's um, the guy. It'll
1: probably be my guy. Well, the, the guy I'm looking at is Sterling Shepard. I know everyone wants to go out and get Golden Tate, but when has Golden Tate ever shown anyone that he can be decent?
0: Well, he's always been a decent receiver. That's his problem. Yeah, He's a decent receiver. He's not. He's
1: not like a guy that. Good wide receiver, too. Nothing, you know, and it also
0: doesn't that. help that uh, Eli Manning is now his quarterback. <sighs> I think every Giants fan probably hates me so much. No, they hate
1: Eli, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Corey Coleman could sneak into a, a – a, if he wins the third spot, he could sneak into – he could be one of those third-year – breakouts that turns into a wide receiver too he know. did
0: get cut by the browns and
1: patriots so you're getting kind of a, so far into the hatred of eli manning that you're not even giving him like any credit whatsoever i didn't i didn't even, not that bad I he's just, like oh good god man all <laughs> right first
0: of all i just brought up Cole, Corey coleman you were the one that just said that is true so
1: don't be coming at me according to head coach dan quinn uh devonta freeman has quote looked like himself this offseason
0: well that's good I hope he looks like himself and not a different person
1: Yep, um, I'm staying away from him because of injuries but that's me
0: uh, <laughs> no I'm staying away from him because our boy Idaho Smith
1: let's go Idaho uh, Colts head coach Frank Reich said he's impressed with Devin Funches. that's a great sign for average fantasy growth if you want to draft a guy that's never going to start draft Devin Funches. <laughs> poor guy it's true. Uh Sony Michelle after his knee clean up Mike Giardi who is a reporter for NFL Network he covers the Patriots mm-hmm. full time I believe uh is reporting that he's been running at quote full tilt. If you follow Mike Giardi on f- on Twitter you will get all of the videos of uh Patriots training camp and stuff. I'd, he he's always out there recording <laughs> stuff. So Everything? Everything.
0: Does that include Bill Belichick turning up?
1: Yeah. Well, you only get that once a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, at the parade. This is an interesting little storyline. Amari uh, Cooper set 2,000 receiving yards as his goal this year. Frick me. He did no what rece- now? No receiver has he ever do? gotten to 2,000 yards, and he wants to get to 2,000 yards. Good luck, Amari Cooper. Hey, I mean, set goals for yourself. Even if he doesn't hit the unreasonable goal, he might hit a bunch of other unreasonable goals too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I wanted two thousand yards, but I got eighteen hundred. Oh man, disappointment! That blows. <laughs> yeah, no, he's probably not even going to get like fourteen hundred yards. <laughs> probably not. I mean, uh, will see. Yeah, we'll but... see. Uh, Tyreek Hill is expected to be suspended as early as next month. Uh, the ex- the suspension is. A... Why is it taking so long? Oh the NFL's got to They said they want to interview him now. Clowns. Um, <laughs> but the but suspension when... is expected to be eight games. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. So Tyreek Hill's suspension is actually eight games because but because of the bye week he doesn't come back to week ten. A lot of people are like, I thought he was suspended in ten games and it's the same amount of games. That's what they're basing it off of at least. My question is do the Chiefs and we gotta move on, but do the Chiefs they cut uh Kareem Hunt after this whole situation on a similar suspension in similar circumstances and they're not gonna cut Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah, that's like this is what it was. We
1: They're like, oh, we have so many stars. Who cares? I could care it's the less. right thing I mean, to do to cut Kareem Hunt. F- for fantasy, and then, Tyreek Hill staying on the Chiefs is a good thing. I'm just saying. No, I know. Like, how does that make a guy like Kareem Hunt feel like, oh, we're going to cut you, but we're not going to cut Tyreek Hill. You're <laughs> yeah. replaceable. I think they just, they're <laughs> at the
0: time, they're like, we can win without Kareem Hunt. It's probably best if we cut him. Like Are they I'm sorry. Stuff. And they're like, like by the pats. I don't think it, Kareem Hunt would have mattered <laughs> against the Patriots.
1: Uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, you know what's funny? I keep seeing those uh, memes. Uh, so people like retweet Patrick Mahomes doing things yes. like playing golf or drinking or whatever, chugging doing anything. Beer, doing anything. And they're like, what can't Mahomes do? And every Patriots fan ever comments and says, beat the Patriots. <laughs> beat Tom Brady. <laughs> That's going to come back to bite us in the butt someday. Oh, yeah. Probably 100%. this year. Uh, let's move into our main segment, our commissioner segment. Of the Fantasy Champions Podcast, what you came here to listen to. You probably saw it in the tagline and said, wow, this is an episode I need to listen to. I'm trying to start a league. Let's go. Let's go. So uh, we're going to give you our favorite league rules as well as ask important questions for your league in 2019 if you didn't already do this. If you didn't know, it's the 21st century. uh, It is? (laughs) Yeah. 21st century, yeah, uh, and uh, well, ever since fantasy football was invented, you can kind of customize anything to be anything. So there's going to be those dynasty people out there. I'm, I mean, not dynasty people. There are going to be those uh, auction draft people that are going to be like, "What are you talking about? That's not the best auction draft. So the best." Hey, and I kind
0: of low key dig auction drafts, but they're just
1: they're not the best. They're long and tedious, and they diff- can be fun. Difficult, but especially yeah. when uh apparently i've heard this because i've never done an auction draft you've never done one I, no i've done an auction draft i've never oh. done, i've never done an auction draft the og way without computers i oh. heard those get straight lit i've never done that either <laughs> yeah a lot of people do that i've done uh, the og way yeah the og way i i've done offline dra- redrafts uh for uh, snake leagues and uh they're pretty freaking awesome oh yeah but anyway um So everyone has, uh, I know a popular thing right now is tight end premium, one and a half points per reception for tight ends. Mm. Um, That's That's a popular thing right now. So there's a lot of different rules that you can choose. There's a lot of customizations that you can make in your league, Um, but it really fits what you're comfortable with, what you want to do and what makes your league the most fun. Um, and these are questions that we've come across over our years in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, people get very heated on some of these topics. Oh, big time! Yeah, very, especially very. Heated. So competitive. we're going to we're going to especially competitive leagues. Yeah, so we'll give you our um, our our takes on some of these things. Um, but let's get started with the commissioner segment. So I want to start off with our preferred leagues settings. Okay. So when you're starting a league, you say I'm starting up a league tomorrow or I'm trying to join a league. These are the settings that I usually look for uh, when I'm trying to either construct a league or join one. Um, so I usually like to have that one quarterback. There are people that like to do two quarterbacks. That's a little much for me. I'm not sure. Like I, 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 I think I've been in one two QB league and I find them extremely annoying because... <laughs> If you have just Dude, think, think a about this, if you, are have, you saying
0: I could get Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo, on there one are team?
1: there are leagues out there that have fifteen teams, right? Fifteen, sixteen teams in the league, right? Yeah, and then they have two quarterbacks. So that means every single quarterback in the league is taken up. And then if some teams own oh, three boy. quarterbacks, then you have to pull some guy, some guy off the waiver wire who's not even starting. Dude, imagine having imagine uh, that.
0: That's insane. Imagine having Colt McCoy last year as your fantasy quarterback. Seriously,
1: <laughs> it will. Yeah, it's chaos. I like to stick with one quarterback. I think it makes it more interesting. Um, two running backs usually. That's generally the direction that I go. Um, some leagues do three wide receivers. Some leagues do three running backs. Um, like I said, that's a little more rare, though. I think yeah, than a like lot, a lot more rare. I mean, like I said, it's all customizable. So two, two running backs, two wide receivers. And then you got one tight end.
0: Mm.
1: Stick some team. Some leagues have two tight ends too. That that one is very hard. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to do? Have like tight ends who score two points apiece? You you honestly <laughs> you tight end if you I know tight end two gets like two points. So it is also a popular thing to make your tight end position a second flex spot mm. that allows tight ends. That has been discussed in our league, but uh, I think it makes the tight end position completely irrelevant. As a whole. Right. Unless you have like. Because at that point, you're friggin'
0: Kelsey, right? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Or maybe Ertz or Kittle, but they'd just be like middle end wide receivers.
1: Right. So then we have uh, one flex spot, six bench spots. Um, sometimes they're like seven. <laughs> it really that's, depends. That's all. That depends on the depth of the seven, season.
0: Seven is if you're a stack team yeah. trying to make a trade with a crappy team. That's true. And you just have so just many
1: that average bench. players. And you're like, sure. I don't want to cut any of them. Um, then defense and kicker. Uh, there has been a lot of discussion over the last few years of defenses and kickers should even be in fantasy football. I like them in fantasy football just for the
0: class, classic. classic
1: what is it, what is the word I'm looking for here? Like the classic league, like the original yes. type of thing. It gives me um, the OG feeling.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like, don't know how yeah. to put that into words because <laughs> it just touches my heart so much.
1: Uh it is really annoying. I lost to a kicker in a playoff game this year, yeah. so I'm bitter. But hey. did he score, score like 20 points? Yeah, it was Thanks. it was Kaimi Fairbarn. So, <laughs> flip me. Uh, half point PPR is usually the uh, the preferred stat choice yeah. as far as receptions are concerned. It used
0: to be standard for us for a while. I've yeah. always liked standard. I do like PPR though. Like if you, it, most people are in a, a PPR league. They yeah, usually don't do half PPR. Um, so if you want to go PPR, I think that's perfectly fine too. Honestly, standard half PPR or PPR, it really just is a preference on
1: this one. Yeah, right. Uh, ten. Oh my. Wow, you almost just destroyed your book. Yeah, ten or twelve teams usually works out. It's it's a little bit harder on mm-hmm. a twelve team league um, because I, the the teams are not as right.
0: Uh. I I personally like ten. Yeah. But I don't mind 12 because in a 10-team league, you do have more stacked teams. Right. I think overall, it's actually, believe it or not, easier to trade with other teams. Right. In a 10-team league, you get more teams. Or you actually get less teams in the playoffs generally, Yeah. which I like. Or if you got more teams in the playoffs, it's better matchups. So. Right. But, I mean, that one, again, is not really
1: it, – Yeah. You, you can go either way not with I can ones. complain about that. Right. It is harder to draft. It is
0: harder to draft in um, 12-team leagues.
1: So we obviously do redraft. There's a podcast. What we're about. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about auction all that much. Um, and then snake draft. Obviously redraft snake. So we go. Whoosh, whoosh. Well, that was a perfect <laughs> <You> like that. <laughs> we obviously draft snake. <laughs> <laughs> Just drew an S in the air. <laughs> no one can see me doing that. Just add the sound effects yeah. in later. Um, that is pretty basic. Uh, yeah, we're, for fantasy we also football drink league. Starbucks. Yeah, we and, also uh... drink Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex, six bench bots, defense kicker, half-point PPR, 10 or 12 teams, uh, redraft, and sneak. So, uh, yeah, that's our preferred league settings, generally mm. speaking, when I try to find a league. now The funny thing is I cannot find – I've been trying to join a join a dynasty league and Does try to want fix you? an orphan league. No, there's a ton of options out there. They all do these friggin' it's the tight end premiums, the two quarterbacks, uh, the super flexes, and I'm like, let's let's you know, I'm I can I'm okay with the super flex, but like can we not with with everything else? So um, I'm actually kind of I've toyed with the, the tight end premium thing, but I, what's the point of me? out of everything
0: them? we talked about that we don't do? I actually, out of all of those, I probably wouldn't mind two quarterbacks. But that's because I have a quarterback fetish. So. That's
1: true. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move into a couple of questions that are uh, are very, more specifically in today's day and age, more uh, discussed and talked about. Um, and so let's we'll start off with the first one. Should you switch your league to Dynasty? Mm-hmm. And this is an so, interesting, an interesting, interesting question because Dynasty has been around for a while, but Redraft has dominated, kind of dominated fantasy football and fantasy in general for a long time. Right. Um. In the last couple years, like in in the past, I think it was just Redraft and Keeper leagues, and then in the last couple years, Dynasty has just risen up into like this spotlight yeah. that everyone wants I've, to do it. Personally, I've always thought Dynasty was really cool.
0: I think keeping your own team and you kind of it's you're more like a GM, right? Which is what a lot of people want to do. So I do like Dynasty. I do think it's really cool. I personally like redrafts though, just because we
1: are a redraft podcast,
0: right? That is true. What did you think? I'd say (laughs) I love to draft. It's one of my favorite parts. It's one of our favorite parts. You get together with your friends. You have a big
1: party. Yeah. You draft so, and if
0: it stinks, you do it all again next year. The
1: the interesting thing about Dynasty is I mean, I guess it's 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 a it's it's obviously a lot harder than not I mean there's difficulties in both. Yeah. But you still you still draft I think overall it'd be harder. You still draft in dynasty leagues. You just do a like four to six rounds. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little different. yeah, it's a rookie draft. It, you have right. to like actually scout rookies and project whether when they're gonna succeed and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like so, I said, you're like a GM. You're right. playing GM. Um I think what you – maybe not – if you're in the middle of a redraft league that you already have, I would suggest not switching that league over to a dynasty league unless you are resetting the league altogether. Um, I agree with that. What a lot of people are like, oh, is like, um, I want to switch my league to dynasty. Should I just keep the team that I have right now? And when you originally drafted, you drafted with the mindset of one year. Right, and I'm drafting
0: again next year.
1: Right. And so if you keep all your players, you're not thinking about, like, say you drafted Todd Gurley first overall last year, and then you switch your league to Dynasty. Now you're screwed because (laughs) Todd Gurley in three years is going to be, like, fantasy dust. And you're going to sit here with this guy that you only got for, like, two years. So um, you obviously draft entirely different in Dynasty startups than you would in— Um, you know, in a obviously a redraft league, uh, a lot like the the preferred choice in redraft is usually to go running backs early, and then Mm -hmm. get your wide receivers later because there's so much depth at wide receiver in dynasty leagues because wide receivers last longer. You usually draft wide receivers earlier and then get your running backs later. Um, and that's usually the strategy that people use in a dynasty startup league, which is it's completely opposite. But you see, guys top running backs going, young top running backs going in, like, the third or fourth round in most Dynasty startup right. drafts. So um, I think it's it's an interesting discussion. Now, I wouldn't switch your league over. I would just either start a, another league for Dynasty or join another Dynasty league yeah. to get into that. Because it is – if you've never done Dynasty before, um, it's crazy. It's literally it's, – it's, it's, it's fun. It's a different – like – Aspect to what you would actually do. So, like, I like my league in redraft because I like to do redraft. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to draft every year to reset my team to rebuild my team. Dynasty is basically being a GM. It's setting yourself in Madden in freaking right franchise. You're you're literally (laughs) playing Madden 19. Um, There are dynasty leagues out there now. I don't recommend joining one of these because it's psycho. But there is a there is a setting. There's all kinds of stuff you can do, but there's dynasty leagues out there that are 32 teams. Holy moly! You do I you do um, IDP, which is individual defensive player. You have all of the offensive positions. It's like basically including a line, not offensive line. Okay, you don't I was going to say linemen, but how in the world you have do you, you have a
0: fantasy have offensive line. Your
1: roster consists, I think, of like 35 to 40 players, and you literally do it exactly like a regular team. And so you have to build it. You have to score points. It's crazy. It's, yeah. That is really deep. Um, So you can go crazy with Dynasty. It literally opens up all the the avenues that – it's just a crazy, crazy thing. Um, But I wouldn't switch. I'd stick with it.
0: Yeah. Again, like you said, especially if, like, if you drafted a league in a redraft league and you want to switch that league to Dynasty – As you said, you had the mindset when you drafted the redraft that you're doing this for one year. So I would not do that. But if you want to start your own dynasty league, Mm -hmm. go right ahead because it's fun.
1: On the note of uh, dynasty and keepers, uh, keepers leagues are actually really interesting um, because I haven't been in a lot of them. um, So I just recently have learned actually a ton about keeper leagues. Um, I'll be frank. Because I had uh, before this year, keeper leagues were not even something that I even considered doing. Um, But keeper leagues are kind of interesting because I always, I always thought in the past that keepers, like if you're thinking about doing keepers in your league, this is something that you should really note. Uh, But for me, keepers, I thought you just kept a player and then you just drafted based on that. So if you, you know, I had, I thought it was if I had Melvin Gordon, I'm like, okay, and he was my best player, I'm like, okay, I'm keeping Melvin, Melvin Gordon. You basically lose so it's basically what happens is if you're in a keeper league and you keep one player or two players you lose that respective pick that you used on them the previous year so Ooh. if you drafted christian mccaffrey in the third round the previous year you lose your third round. you pick. would lose a third round pick so if that's you decided too, to too bad yeah but. so like if for you for example for you you keep one player you'd probably keep christian mccaffrey right i'd
0: probably keep mahomes because mahomes. i oh. took him well because i took <sighs> what him what waste i took him in
1: the 11th round yeah that's true so that's true. i'd still have all my picks but you forfeit that pick and then you move forward with with the team that you have so i, I actually yeah. thought that was kind of interesting um because a lot of people just think you just draft without those other players in i there. thought that that's yeah. how it was too but I. Had um, no idea. so it is it's it is rather interesting but uh That'll answer the question for, should you switch to Dynasty? Um, The second question, what waiver system do you like? If there's a waiver system at all. (laughs) This is a hotly contested topic. Uh, Just assume we're in waiver, we move past Dynasty, we're we're in um, redraft leagues. A lot of people, and I guess this could apply to Dynasty leagues as well, but there's many different forms of a waiver system that people can use. They either use just straight waivers which mm-hmm. is, you know, a uh, simple one, which you have, you know, a waiver, uh, uh, basically waiver priority. So the worst crappy team, teams. yeah, crappy, the worst team gets the, gets the best players available, They're um, picking in the field. Essentially. Right. Right. And, uh, and then that it resets. So Wednesday happens and you, you get all the players and that waiver period ends and then it goes to the next one and it flips over. So now the top gets the best players and the bottom gets the best player. You know, it goes from yeah, top but, to bottom. So, yeah. like waiver priority is it's it's a crazy system. It's taken years for me to work that whole thing out because it's <laughs> absolute crazy. And then you can choose to do free agent, um, which, which is, is first come first serve. Yeah, first come first serve at any time, um, even on Sunday after things have started. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can just go grab guys. Um, you can set a lock on that too. But that's getting too far into it. Um, So there's that system. There's also uh, waiver budget, which is the most popular thing to do right now. Um, Sleeper has made it. This is, I thought was really cool. Sleeper made it a possibility to trade waiver budget, which is. That's going so in depth with (laughs) this. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Cash considerations, my dude. (laughs) You'll get some cash considerations. Um, but anyway, so you can use waiver budget. Um, so it works the same way as a waiver priority, but you just bid. So if, if I, if there's a player on the waiver wire and I bid $10 and Rick bids $10 and our budget's a hundred, um, then whoever has the lowest, the highest waiver priority would get the player. Um, most of the time, if you bid the right way, uh you don't really run into that problem where two guys bid the same amount. But so it still works with the waiver, but it gives you a little bit more control in terms of right. what you're doing. Um so which one uh, do you prefer? <laughs> Cause
0: so we've we've always played on just regular waivers. Right. Um I kind of am very intrigued by waiver budget. Right. I think that's kind of the way I'd personally want to go for this year. And if I was starting to league right now, that's what I would want to do. Yep. just because it is kind of like regular waivers but then the budget part of it adds another aspect to it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do free agents because you always got um Danny from Accountant, <laughs> who is on his phone 24/7, right? And once once some, once Nick Chubb gets traded to the Browns, he gets his Twitter alert from Adam Schefter and boom, he picks him up. And everybody else in the league, yep. He's just sitting just there like sitting wait. There on what? The- yeah. So there's always like two guys in the league that just like two or three guys that just like are on their phone at all times. So. Yeah.
1: And we both got screwed with the, the regular waiver priority. Yeah, we did. So that's it's fine. so it, it honestly, it as a, as a player in fantasy football, it is so annoying to have a crappy team that's ahead of you. Get a guy that you were looking at. Like it's, like, I mean, it makes sense. You have, though, it makes like sense. It's, it's just really annoying. Cause it's a guy that you wanted to get. Um, and it's like it's That's like just, you, you have no <laughs> control over like if you want to spend an obscene, you know, say your waiver budget's 200 bucks and you want to spend an obscene amount of money to get them like $150 yeah, go then go for it. But like it, it kind of restricts like waiver priority restricts it literally if you suck and you're lucky enough to suck, then you get the guy. Right. And it's like, you kind of have to luck out every single Wednesday, hold your breath. <laughs> like I literally wake up on Wednesday morning and pick up my phone immediately during the season, trying to figure out what guys I got. Yeah. And it's like, it's just no such idea. a pain in the butt. It um, is. so I would prefer waiver budget too, just because, uh, and they call it fob by the way. Um, fob. Yeah. But I would, I would rather, I would prefer a wager, but waiver budget system because it just allows you more control over what guys you're going to get. You know, you can say, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bid twenty five dollars on this guy." And if you don't end up getting him, then it was your, you know, it was either some guy was stupid enough to overpay, or, you know, or you just didn't offer enough money to get him. So that would be it's a it's a much wiser way of doing things. And then, obviously, if you run out of waiver budget, there, it adds another element of strategy where you can't blunder and spend all of it all at once, which people right. would do, especially in our league. <laughs> Yeah, somebody will be that, oh yeah big time somebody will be ridiculous they're gonna spend but, all 200 of your dola- waiver dollars on one guy it's true uh, I always thought it. Was, I, I definitely thought it was interesting Sleeper just I don't know if other platforms had this ability um, I know there's many platforms out there um, but Sleeper just made it a possibility to do that the waiver like I said earlier the the budget trading so that actually to me would add a lot more to the game yeah, uh, in terms of like, if you're offering a trade, you don't just offer your your players. You offer like some waiver budget. So, say some guy's low on waiver budget and he can't pick up guys, and you want a specific player, and you know you're offering a little. You know you're offering just enough, but then it's not enough for the guy, and you throw fifty dollars in there and you call it a day. <laughs> so it's like that's kind of like you know that would be an interesting trading situation. Waiver budgets though,
0: or like a part a portion of your waiver budget. Yeah, that is really
1: cool. It is it is very cool. Um, Sleeper is an awesome platform, by the way. Either we are not sponsored by Sleeper. This podcast is sponsored by no one. <laughs> no one. Uh, let's move on to our third question. Um, should you be in a standard half PPR or full PPR league? I'll start if you want me to. Please do. Okay. Because so I'm very interested to hear what you're going to say. We have been. We have been in a standard league for quite some time in our personal competitive league. Um, and I've been in full PPR in years past. I've been in half PPR. I've been in every single format. Obviously, if we did this podcast and I didn't do every single format, then uh, it would be rather interesting to see me talk about most of this stuff. <laughs> but yes. um, So half PPR has come onto the scene more recently as a popular... Uh, version of PPR. It's a compromise. Um, It's a compromise. I prefer PPR, and I think your league should be in PPR. And here's what. I don't think you'd say this. Full PPR and standard standard leagues give power to the running backs. Full PPR gives power to the wide receivers. You draft entirely differently than you would in either league. So like in a standard league, there's... Eight quarterback, I mean eight running backs, seven running backs that go in the first round, and full PPR, you get like five, six wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, it's pretty even. Um, so it's like you get you, yeah, it gets way more even, and and you have to also start thinking about guys like running backs who catch the ball become way more valuable. Like right. Christian McCaffrey becomes my insane. dog. It <laughs> becomes like absolutely insane. Um, and so I think I think PPR was attempt was an attempt. Full PPR was an attempt to even out the scoring between running backs and wide receivers. The problem is is that it did the opposite. It didn't even anything out. It just made wide receivers a lot more powerful of a position than running backs. Half PPR basically makes the scoring for either position more equal. So running backs are still important. Wide receivers are still important, but one is not more important than the other. That's why I like half PPR because it kind of oh, gives. Oh, so you,
0: cause you, said, you said PPR when you started talking.
1: I did. I said full PPR makes wide receivers more powerful. Standard makes running backs more powerful. Half PPR makes them you But you said, you said that you, if you had to choose one, you
0: should choose PPR. I said half PPR. I'm pretty sure you said PPR. Right? All right. Well, you should choose half PPR. <laughs> Good. I was, God. I was just about to. I was just about to make my argument against you. Yeah. Oh, there I was you like, go. I was you're gonna, ruined. Because you were talking. Well, you were talking about like PPR and why. You, yeah. It's like with the receivers and stuff, and I was like, well, that's why. Personally, yeah. I think you should do half PPR because now it's a little more even. Because you still get right as you said the advantages for receivers and advantages for running backs. I know we've always done standard leagues and standard it is kind of like in deep down somewhere where i'm like i still kind of like standard leagues yeah but even though they're dying yeah it is dying just like my hairline
1: i think i think (laughs) okay lebron um i think in a couple of years half ppr will be the new standard um that yeah, would be my I guess. Uh, I think full PPR, like I said, I think it was an attempt at trying to even things out, and it didn't really do its job. Um, so when I heard half PPR, like I, was, I had a couple of people in our league pushing for full PPR in our league to move it from standard. So when I heard about half PPR over the last few years, I was like, we definitely need to switch the league to half PPR because it's like – Way better of a system than than full PPR or standard is, um, and it gives you it gives receptions. Like there there are times where you're sitting there going for a wide receiver, you know they get like you know a slot receiver will get like 50 yards in a game and score no touchdowns but have like 10 receptions, <laughs> something yeah. ridiculous. And you have like a crappy a crappy game for a wide receiver and those receptions don't count. Um, but to give a full point for every reception. It just weights it too much. So half point PPR works out I in the long run.
0: I that's our favorites, but if PPR is your preference, it's not. Like yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm not. gonna I think any one of those three leagues are
1: good. Yeah, and, and it depends on what you're trying, what you want right, to do. Right, right. Yeah. So because each one comes with its own strategy. So whichever one you're in, you just use your strat. You know, come up with a perfect strategy to make it happen, and then win your league. Wow. Simple as that. <laughs> um <laughs> Pro so, tips. With so this, Morgan. <laughs> this is an interesting uh this is an interesting little topic. Or a series of discussions, I guess. Okay. It's not really a full on question, but we want to talk about trade deadlines and vetoes. Oh boy. This is a really the next one will be a a, a, a relatively easy one that we'll be able to blow past and then to show on. But this one's an interesting one because a lot of people, uh, we have toyed with trade deadlines and vetoes quite a bit. Yes. There was a falling out a few years ago <laughs> in our personal league. Yes. Just to give you a little bit of an anecdotal story. Before car crashes, we start talking about veto. Yeah, car crashes and fist fights. Cities burning so, down. Rick made a trade. Don't even I remember did. what it was. Wasn't it I got f- AJ
0: Green. I don't know who I traded.
1: Yeah, it was like two years Boy. ago you traded Philip Rivers and then No and that was that was uh another guy. Yeah. All right. Um so anyway, he traded he traded for a guy. It actually it was two sequences. One guy traded a player. Right. And so w- w- it was like a garbage trade and so you know, there's always one guy Well, the the way we worked it out was that we could vote on like you know usually in standard leagues to veto. Everyone in the league can vote yes or no on whether or yeah. not they want and the trade.
0: If the league majority says yes. Yes, then you you the make it would. a thing. Right.
1: So in our league, we made it so that somebody would have to a couple like two people would have to bring it up and agree to bring it to a vote. That type of thing sounds like freaking Congress, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what we would do. And then we you know if two people came forward, then we would take a vote and when we took a vote if it was uh, if it, it was majority then obviously the trade would be canceled so this happened there was always one guy in our league that would be like i call for a vote and then some right. idiot would say yeah me too <laughs> and then then <laughs> and you boom. call for a vote and it, when it was a bad trade it would get canceled so twice it happened in our league i don't know if it happened to you twice i think it happened to you it once, happened to me once and then it happened to another guy in our league once and and uh, it, it absolutely so- Okay, so here's here's spiraled our league. If this happens, so this didn't happen to you,
0: but I. So that's kind of why I think you've never been like against it. The league veto. When it happens to you, it stinks, because here you are, you're in a perfect position. You just made a big-time trade. You're like feeling good. last year, what if they vetoed any one of your trades? Oh, I'd be so mad. Yeah, especially a good one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, a one my. that you knew a you fleece. won. <laughs> and the rest of the league vetoes I love a good stays. fleece. And you're like, well, shouldn't you like not allow fleeces and stuff? Well, logically, yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. But here's the problem with that. If a good team in your league makes a good trade and both parties agree to it, right. the trade should be allowed and just because the other team's getting better you know everyone else in the league is going to see that they're going to be like well wow, this guy's getting better we can't allow this veto veto <laughs> veto,
1: veto veto yeah and everybody's going to veto everything because think, they they want to win i think the goal i think the goal of the veto is to make it um you know more fair i guess like if there's something egregious then you know it's not like like some team just decided they didn't want to play anymore which and, is why
0: i think it should be yeah. up to the commissioner
1: yeah right all the power to me so <laughs> uh, but anyway uh so the veto yeah i mean the league vote is just a bunch of people but then you know obviously you have a com- you know a commissioner gets a trade and he's com- competitive and he gets better and vetoes it right. um, so uh, i i think the thing is with the league veto is you, you to me um I I liked having it as a vote as as always a you know an option in the back in, in your back pocket right, to kind of yeah. like take it away. I think the only time a veto should happen is if one team just gets completely just they they're like I just sorry I don't want to play this year and then they trade their whole well, team. Well, I think that's different. Team. Yeah. That's a, like that's that, like So this is this is where the line gets drawn. What is what is what we like to call collusion? and what is you know just just, a, a, just a just a bad trade for one team and making a stupid idiotic thing and that's where the commissioner comes in he comes in he talks to both sides he says what happened and then if it if it's obvious that it's collusion then you you know send you veto the trade you send it back and then figure out what the repercussions are right. later which it is, sound it sounds like we're really important but it's it's not it's just Fantasy football, uh, and and as much as we want, we want to be competitive and we want to win, and that's what it's about. It's also about having fun, and uh, for some people in competitive natured leagues, they get real serious about it because they're you know giving three hundred dollars to buy in. But regardless, if you're in like a family league or a friends league, and you know you're sitting here yelling at each other about a stupid veto, it really doesn't matter. It's like yeah. you're in this to have fun. Don't sit here and and get pissed off about all kinds of stuff happening, like our league literally almost collapsed because of a stupid oh, yeah. veto, and that's how dumb it that got. was the second one because people got people got so angry, so I think for me, figure out leave it up to the commissioner to figure out you know obviously if there's collusion, basically make it so that there never has to be a veto unless it's fully necessary right. Don't make it votable. Um, and if it if it becomes an issue, then obviously you can figure that out. But I think a lot of teams, a lot of there's a lot of people who like the veto. Like back in the day, I liked the veto. I was like, let's go. I can stop Rick from making <laughs> trades. Um, but now it's just like it it, it. it for the sake of the league and the fact that after you guys got rid of the veto on me in votes, mm-hmm. I started dominating on trades. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would not be able to do that. You wouldn't even be
0: able to make half the trades you made last year if the veto was something. Yeah,
1: right. So it just it becomes more of like a vengeful thing to stop it other is. teams from succeeding, and that's, that's what you want to avoid. So just make it so that if somebody obviously is running two accounts in your league for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> that's obvious collusion right there. But uh, do you have any other thoughts on the veto before we go to the other one?
0: I just personally hate it. But, again – I think if you want to put it in your league, right, and you trust the guys in your league, then yeah, go for it. Don't don't let listening to us stop you. Yeah. However, take into consideration what has happened yeah. to
1: me personally. The anecdotal story. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the second one, which is trade deadlines. Um, this is an interesting one. So normally, your trade deadline is going to be three to four weeks before your season ends. Right. That's generally what people do. Um some people have played around with no deadlines whatsoever, which yep. means you can trade the whole time. Um and then there's you know other things that you can do. So obviously a lot of this stuff is you know not settings in your league like on if you do nfl.com, right? Um nfl.com only allows you to do two trade deadline dates and that's it. So if you want to do any other trade deadline date, you have to Uh, set that date, tell your league that you can't trade after that date, set the time it's supposed to happen. And then, which is what we do, um, set the time it's supposed to happen. And then if anybody tries to make trades after that, they just all get vetoed or something like that. Right. Um, so that's kind of the, the thing with trade deadlines. But for me, I, I don't know, I enjoyed, we did a trade deadline last year. We chose to do our trade deadline a week, the week it was like the, the last week of the season. Yeah, the final week of the season of final week of the fantasy regular season right before the playoffs started. So when the playoffs started, we weren't able to trade anymore. It made it really interesting because we were making trades all the way up until the we playoffs did. and and it was fun, but there were some people in our league who were obviously out of it, which I don't I don't agree with this. If you're in a, if you're in a fantasy football league, especially with your friends, there shouldn't be a point where you give up. You should try to you do everything you can to spoil somebody else's success. Somebody's trying to make the playoffs, and you beat them, and you kick them out of the postseason. You, were clear, you clearly are never going to make it, but you get, you get somebody right. else out. Like, it, you should have fun with it. Still play the game. I know some people get really, really angry when other teams in the league who are not in the playoffs continue to play, pick up guys off the waiver wire, and do that. And you know what? I respect that. Like, do that make it harder for the other teams that that, that yeah. are in the playoffs. It's better so, than giving yeah. up and trading away your guys to exactly. a different team. Exactly. Just- so but there are sometimes there's just that one guy that's like I'm not in the playoffs anymore. I'm just going to give up and get it. There's always going to be two or three teams that are just out of it right at the end. Yeah. You know, like 4 weeks before the end of the season. So some guys just don't care and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll do that trade." So the problem with the trade deadline being that late is that the teams that know they're out are going to try to... They can just dump their guys. Yeah, just dump their to. guys to a team that's either dominated. already or, stacked, yeah, right, yeah. Something like that. So I would say three weeks before the season ends, like the latest possible date that you can do it, two to three weeks before the season ends, is probably the best time to set your trade deadline. Yeah, I've always um, said three weeks. Yeah, just because it's like... It makes it a little bit like... There's probably going to be one team that's out of it by then, but hopefully they're not dumping their team. And if they suck yeah. that bad that they're out, like, <laughs> do you really want anybody on their team anyway? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that that's the deadline you should go with. But it, it, like I said, it all depends on what you want to do. I, I toyed with the, the idea or the concept of um, making it impossible. I don't know if this is like a setting on any website. And if, uh, if uh, you know, Fleet Flicker, Sleeper, myfantasy.com or any of you are listening espn yahoo
0: espn is definitely
1: listening (laughs) yeah uh and you want to make this change then then feel free but um making it so that the trade deadline is the week prior or the week of the final week of your fantasy regular season which is what we did last year but make it so that if you are out of playoff contention you can't trade anymore so if you can't make the playoffs that's it you're done you can't make trades you go into your fantasy offseason you're you don't have to you can't make trades anymore but the teams that are still active in the postseason can discuss talk about things all the way up until the postseason starts and then it's cut off yeah so that was something that i toyed with a little bit to see if it would be a it, something Nobody of interest in in, in our league yeah no <laughs> one bought into it but i thought that would be an interesting little thing to throw in there um it's not too hard to do obviously it's easy to yeah. figure out who gets eliminated <laughs> right no i mean i think that
0: could be interesting too it is fun, though. Like, I know last year, with our deadline being essentially the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, my team changed completely in the last, like, week and a half.
1: Yep. I Mine traded, did yeah. I traded too. I got Travis Kelsey <laughs> I at the deadline. Y-
0: yeah, and then you gave him to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got, um. I think I got Michael Thomas. Yep. And I traded. You hated the trade. I got, like, Chris Carson and Michael Thomas yep. for Aaron Jones and Stephon Diggs. And you're <laughs> like, dude, you lost that trade. Yeah, that's true. And then Chris Sorry. Carson went off.
1: So, yeah, Uh let's move into our last last one to end the season. You're bringing up bad memories to end Good the episode, memories, dude. episode, not the season. Beautiful memories. Uh, when should your league draft? Uh, we have been in a, we've been in all over the month of yeah. August. Uh The first week of the season, the second week of the preseason. We've been in July. Yeah, so like we went, yeah, we got super lit one year. (laughs) We got way too lit that year. It was like, let's go. It was like mid July, too. It wasn't even like late July. Wow. Um, that was the year I drafted Jordy Nelson. He tore his ACL in the preseason. Oh yeah, yeah, that was not. I was like, you're like never again. Yeah, no, it was like that year. Everyone was making fun of me because I drafted all running backs all the time. So I was like, you know what? First round, I'm going. I'm going wide receiver. Drafted Jordy Nelson in the first round. I was like, I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling real good about this. And then he <laughs> get tears his ACL. And I'm like, you guys, seriously, <laughs> you forced me to draft a wide receiver that got hurt. Uh, because of that, we now draft. After the preseason yes. If you're in a league Don't draft too early That's kind of my I know you want to I know you want to That's what That's what mock drafts are for And uh, joining ridiculous ESPN leagues Yes for. <laughs> um, Just mock draft your brains out Until you get all the way To the end of You know You don't. It's,
0: it does stink When you draft a guy In the first, second, or third round Yeah And the guy just like Tears his ACL No it's true I mean it, it actually happened to me last year Jarrett McKinnon
1: third oh, round pick yeah. Yeah. towards
0: ACL. Yep. I think that was in a practice though, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. So it that's a little different but still the it, later the later you can draft the better. Um yeah. like it would be I've actually thought about this it'd be really interesting to draft the night before the NFL season starts. Um like right before it starts, because then it just—that is interesting. It jumps right into it, so you don't wait anybody. I don't usually, think anybody wants to. wait Usually, that long it's for the, the Saturday and Sun for us. It's usually the Saturday or Sunday before the season starts, so we get like four or five days to set our lineups, figure things out, and then go from there. Right. Um. So, for me, I think you should draft at, as long as it's after the last preseason game, you should be good. Yeah, I and even
0: s- honestly, even if you do the third, yeah, most of the time, looks, I'm a in lot a of
1: guys don't play the fourth preseason. I'm game. in another league where we're drafting right after the third league, so third week of the preseason. So it doesn't really. I mean, it's not because the guys they're starting in week four are like third string backups that you're not going to draft so you could reasonably get away with that but then you waiting you're waiting two whole weeks before the season starts and i don't know if i can handle sitting there yeah. for two weeks staring at my roster <laughs> we all know everybody does that after the so,
0: after the draft and
1: the NFL season doesn't start for a few weeks you just stare your roster it's day. true um that'll do it for our commissioner episode long boring and informative very informative though. uh be sure to listen on Thursday uh we're going to give you our top 10 Draft tips for 2019. Dun, da, da. And then after that, it gets uh, it gets really spicy as we move Whoa, into boy. a series of shows about players who you may have forgotten about in 2018. Uh, so be sure to mm. listen and be on the lookout for that. And then uh, soon, soon after that is our second mock draft. So keep listening, people. Keep listening. Got any closing thoughts for us, boss?
0: Oh, dude, we forgot one very important thing. What's that, boss? You need a buy-ins of at least ten grand to make the league interesting.
1: Yeah, that's how you do it. Take it from us. Family leagues too. Everyone, take it from
0: us. Yeah, take it from take it from us, and take the money there's from about, your there's grandma. There's
1: about five leagues that just ten grand right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Imagine doing that and losing. That would be awful. That would be awful. Talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make
0: sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.